Blog Talk Radio.
yeah, that ought to get your heart pumping. Welcome in, friends. I am your host, Scott Henderson, and for the next 60 minutes or so, we are going to do our level best entertaining with some of the best artists and interviews. Music on the planet, as well as always, we invite your calls at 515-602-9600, or you can use our chat room if you please. Uh, Hey, here's a fun fact. Did you know that researchers at the Oxford University recently found a correlation between high IQ and those who dig jazz, and that the more that people listen to jazz, the smarter they became, which is good news for an oath like me. On top of that, the overwhelming majority of jazz lovers tend to floss daily. They, they recycle, and they absolutely positively do not put pineapple on a pizza. It's not allowed. Hey, on this episode, we are going to review... Uh, this, we're going to really dig into the greatest drummers in jazz from the perspective of two of my uh, good drummer friends, my best two drummer friends, uh, without any question, uh, is John Armato, who was a guest on this show, one of our most popular episodes to date, and my uh, regular co-host, Greg Rockingham, who uh, always brings the wood. Uh, Greg is uh, uh, a segment producer as well, and he's been keeping the beat since he was five years old. He's an alumnus of the prestigious Interlock and Arts Academy in Northeastern University. Uh, presently, he plays with the Soul Message Band. He's also the co-founder of that group and uh, can be heard at Chicago's Green Mill and elsewhere in the Midwest uh, any old time. And uh, he's just wonderful, and he's recently been uh, recognized on a, on a national or even global scale by the Jazz Organ Society, which I'll let him explain to you. Uh, Rock, welcome in, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well, and well, as usual, good. thank you for that wonderful introduction. I got to well. probably pay you more money for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, pay me, you pay me with music, my friend. You pay me with music, and, and when you laugh at my silly jokes. Did you ever hear the one, uh, Greg, about the, the guy who's uh, – uh, it's late at night. He's getting ready for bed, and he hears a little knock at the door. He goes and answers it, and there's a – snail stand in there and the snail looks up and says pardon me sir but can i interest you in a magazine subscription the guy is furious for the interruption he rears back and kicks the snail as all uh, with all his might out into the dark night uh, a year goes by okay the guy's getting ready for bed again he hears the knock and he goes and answers and it's the snail again who looks up and says Hey, man, what the F was that all about? (laughs) (laughs) So so stupid. So stupid. It's the stupid ones that call to me. I can't help myself. Uh, Greg, save us. Save us. Tell us about your your wonderful uh, recognition that you're going to be receiving out in San Jose uh, later this summer. Would you please? Okay. uh, uh, On August 12th, well, actually, we fly in on August 11th, but uh, on August mm-hmm. 12th, uh, the Jazz uh, Organ Society uh, and a very good friend of mine who uh, is the head of that, his name is uh, Pete Falico. He's a Hammond B3 aficionado, and um, he called and said that uh, they wanted to fly us out and present an award. Chris Foreman and myself, well, Chris Foreman is the actual Hammond DC player, but uh, to present us award and the headline, um, the jazz festival that they're having for yearly that they have uh, annually for that uh, particular weekend. And uh, yes. I was just thrilled to death that uh, 
that was happening. And uh, so that's uh, August 12th, uh, Saturday, August 12th in San Jose, California. Yes. So uh, well, what a great honor. We're excited really, about that. You should be, man. That is a big deal. You are representing uh, Chicago and uh, yourselves and well, you guys have earned it. I mean, you and Chris, if I have it right, you've been together for 35-plus years making important music and uh, just elevating the, the B3 combo to, to a level that I think very few can, can match. I mean, you guys are uh, really important and uh, good that you're getting uh, some recognition and will be uh, headlining essentially this, this, this event. It's a three-day event, if, I, if I'm right. Uh, out in uh, San Jose, so I know people can get tickets. They'll want to attend your particular performance, uh, especially. And uh, I, I hope somebody will be able to stream it because I'm not sure I can be there. But uh, boy, would I ever love to to be able to to you know participate vicariously and watch and listen uh, at the very least. I'm sure you'll have great stories to tell when you when you come back. So good on you, man. Way to go. Proud, well, proud. Thank to see you it. so much. Thank you so much. And uh, John, uh, John Armada, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, John is a wonderful friend of of the show. He he was on a while back, what was it, maybe five months ago, something like that, John. And uh, he's worked with everybody uh, from from the ink spots to the platters to the Dorsey Orchestra. (laughs) uh, Everybody on that left coast, I mean, it's a shorter list who he hasn't played with. Oh, well, Uh, you're very kind. Well, welcome in, Maestro. We're delighted, and uh, uh, I just think that we're going to lend a really interesting perspective. Uh, one of the things, folks, that I uh, encouraged uh, John and Greg to do was to, uh, you know, kind of kind of list some of the songs that they felt were important uh, to to appreciate as uh, as drummers were concerned in the jazz genre, and they did that. So we're going to be playing those songs. We're going to uh, have. Uh, uh, John and Greg set those up for us. Tell us kind of what maybe to listen for, uh, what makes them so special, and uh, I think it'll be pretty pretty evident uh, when you when you hear them. They picked some real beauties, uh, so uh, uh, buckle up. I'm just going to tell you, uh, it's going to make your foot go all wiggly. I'll tell you. Uh, so we, we heard at the top of the sh- we heard at the top of the show, guys. Uh, sing, sing, sing. Uh, it, uh, what does that mean to you, uh, Greg? Let me have start with you, if, if you don't mind, because I think you've had some 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 pretty pretty extensive history with that one. Okay, well, you know, when uh, I was growing up, my dad uh, was a musician, and uh, when I was growing up, and even though my brother isn't a musician, we used to look forward to. Uh, the Gene Krupa story coming on television. I thought that was just yeah. uh, the greatest uh, movie. And uh, it used to come on frequently towards the holidays. And uh, Get it. later on, uh, after high school or after college, uh, I was asked to go on the road with the uh, Guyland Bottle Orchestra. And I got to admit, I'm sorry, I have to admit, but uh, the Guy Lombardo music wasn't exactly my uh, <laughs> cup of tea. However, uh, I, I'm, nobody can find me now, so I, but uh, it wasn't exactly my cup of tea, but they uh, featured all the big bands, so I would uh, yeah. live for that uh, second set. And I got to tell you a funny yeah. story uh, with that 
so they would often try to find a person that played tuba for the Guy Lombardo music and then played bass, uh, string bass for the features of the big band. And not all the time could they find someone. There was a regular guy that did it. And not all the time could they find someone that could double, you know, on both. So I was for uh, just use the string bass for the Guy Lombardo stuff. But uh, I was outvoted, and they had a tuba player for the Guy Lombardo stuff. And then to walk the bass line with the big band stuff. And those probably yeah. rank up there with the five most miserable days of my life. <laughs> it had to be. But uh, uh, but the, the tuba player, he was he, he was great. He he could play, but uh, it just didn't cut it. But anyway, with yeah, yeah with uh, walk the baseline with a tuba. So uh, I that was rough uh, for me. But uh, anyway, we had to play. Uh, we had to give yourself a hernia, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness, it was rough. But you know, it was probably because of my lack of knowledge or whatever. I blame myself for it not feeling right. So well, anyway, we listen, had to play I, sing, I, sing, sing uh, every night. Uh, well, every night that we played, uh, that was the yeah. ending of the big band thing. And I remember just going from listening and watching that movie, and then to actually, you know, playing it. It just at that time of my life. It just meant a lot. So we would not exactly yeah. the same arrangement that you just played, but uh, I learned, a, you know, quite a bit. And, and uh, it was fun. It was fun. But the big band stuff in that tune was was really a highlight of the times I was with that band. So that's yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah, some it, years it ago. Must, yeah. Must, must have been nice after a set and a half of kind of, you know, um, um, less satisfying music to, to be able to stretch out a little bit with that one. Um, in that version we just heard, it seems like they, they avoided the snare at all costs. And uh, Krupa, uh, <laughs> just my stupidity, but I didn't hear it once. Uh, but Krupa was was uh, considered, you know, very influential in the construct of the modern day uh, drum kit. Uh, I guess the first to use in a prominent way, a bass drum. And uh, so credited, and, and I'll tell you, lists, if you look at, you know, drummer lists, uh, he is considered number one in, in most uh, most books. So uh, hard to ignore his, his body of work. Uh, say what you will about Sing, Sing, Sing. But to me, it's a, uh, a, you know, it's not my favorite, but uh, I have to respect his contribution. Uh, John, what about you? What's your relationship with that song? Oh, well, a couple of things. Uh, and first of all, I, I'll echo your comments about Gene Krupa. He, he's a, he, he's sort of a grandfather of, of modern jazz drumming. You know, his, yeah. he, he was the first guy to really bring drums out from behind the band. You know, that's what, that's what you sort of frequently read in terms of his profile. He became a rock star. Uh, <laughs> he's my rock yeah, yeah. And um, drew yeah. attention to the drums. And, you know, the whole pom-pom thing was a signature uh, sound of his because yep. of Sing, Sing, Sing. And, um, you know, for me, I first really encountered the tune when I was in high school. And I was a part of a terrific um, uh, school music program growing up in Kansas City, Missouri. And, 
my my band director, who's still a mentor and buddy and dear uh, loved one of mine, a guy named uh, Charlie Nugini, was the high school band director, and, and um, uh, he put Sing 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 in, in the book, and I don't think I'd yeah. actually heard it. Uh, I think that's when I turned on oh. to the tune, uh, but I went two or three years uh, with that as a feature, so I got to do this solo mm-hmm. regularly in, in uh in our performances and we played a ton around the community and special events and that sort of thing. But, you know, I was, I was a teenager and I was all just, you know, all about the energy and I kept trying to do, you know, stuff with that. So I kept trying to do more and more. And it wasn't until years later as an adult listening to the original recordings with Gene Krupa that I realized, you know, his, his magic was in keeping those swing eight notes going. He didn't do a lot of fireworks. He was a great showman. He moved between drums. But there's not a lot of complex drumming, you know, some grace notes and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But it's just... Yeah. And that just becomes yeah. a trance, you know? So, you know, I, like I was a typical teenager trying to do too much of it. But later <laughs> on, as a, you know, when I was playing uh, professionally in Kansas City, there was a a society band leader by the name of Steve Miller, and he had a uh, sort of history of the big band, sort of like you were talking about, Greg. Uh, he, had, he had a show that he would mm-hmm. take out every now and then that covered the big bands. And for those shows, he would hire double drums, which I always thought was fascinating. There was this wonderful, still fantastic pro mm-hmm. player by the name of Todd Strait. He's worked with everybody. He's been on the road with Diane Scher and those kinds of folks. And uh, Todd and I would split the, we would do a double drums thing on sing, 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 you know, trading solos. And wow. that's just always a kick. You know, that's, you feel like you're connected yeah, to the history of the music a little bit. It's fun to play. Um, so that goes yeah. way back for me. I mean, that, 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 um, that was a yeah. great experience for me. Isn't that awesome? I, I knew you guys would have connection to it with your, with your big band work and just, uh, as a drummer, you almost you almost have to, right? On some level, uh, like it or not, yeah. it, there was a heart. There was a heartbeat, right? Uh, as you yeah, listen exactly. to it, and exactly, uh, and 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 it yeah. doesn't have to be. You know, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, no. Finish your thoughts there, Scott. I was just going to say less. Less is more, right? I mean, uh, his yeah. his, uh, his 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 approach to it. What do I know? But his approach to it seemed fairly simple by comparison to some of what we're going to hear in a minute. Uh, but, but yeah. uh, God, did it work? And, and, and like you say, uh, it, it, he, he put him out in front of the band and that was, uh, you know, the first, first time they had always had to lurk in the shadows. So this was a big, a hey, big God, change. I want, to, I want to interject if I, I want to interject if I may too. Um, yeah. Greg, you and I have, have both worked with the guy Lombardo orchestra. I think yours was probably more extensive, but, uh, for listeners who may not know, there's, there's something known as a ghost band. And, you know, after the original artist, band leader, has died, the, they typically um, sign the rights to that music. The estate sells the rights to that music to somebody else to take over. So, you know, I wasn't playing with Guy Lombardo, but there was a band leader out of Texas by the name of Al Pearson who had the quote-unquote ghost band for the Guy Lombardo. Or- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he would come through Kansas City every once in a while, and I would get called to play uh, when they came through. And the, 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 the Al was, was a great guy, and the band, you know, he always booked great players for it. But, you know, we were playing for an, a very much older generation, and he was all sweetness and light in front of the, uh, the band and calling the crowd. And on breaks, he had all the, most, the foulest jokes and the most <laughs> <laughs> important stories. 
and he I was like just him already. an entirely different guy. <laughs> but anyway, I, I I played that book every now and then, and uh, it, it always sort of makes me smile because I'm not sure I would have been able to do five nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the, the guy that uh, led the band uh, when I was on the with the band was a guy named uh, Art Mooney. And I don't know if that uh, oh. rings the bell. He made the blue. No, not for me, no. Uh, and I'm looking yeah. over four-leaf clover. So he was like exactly the same <laughs> way that that, you, that you're talking about. He was a great. Uh, uh, he was great in front of the band. I mean, I use his jokes sometimes today. Uh, 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 I still stuff and use it today, but. Uh, when you got behind closed doors, uh, he was uh, he was a different character. But just to add to what you said about uh, the Tom Toms and the Gene Cooper thing, you know, and, and and I was young then, and you start that 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 Tom Tom rhythm or or, or the, that beat, and if you try to, or at least for me, if I try to like get away from that. It was right. like I was leaving something out. It was. It didn't feel uh, as good. I had right. a hard time like yeah, trying yeah. to capture the the same excitement and you know the people out in the audience and you know those. Are right. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, if they don't know music, they know if something feels good or not. And feet would stop patting and heads would stop bobbing yeah. and then I would. Uh, 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 and I would say, well, no, I got to get back to that. I'm not on the same track. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, as man. I was trying to get the the hang of it, uh, yeah, the 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 stint with that band was over. So, <laughs> I, that's yeah, the last I time I think I yeah. played that. But it's well, funny. It's, it's just like if you get away from that, uh, or if I got away from it, it yeah. you know, I had a a harder time, you know, capturing that excitement. That's such a, a uh, contagious yeah. and, and thing like so. You, I agree with you. You're right about that. Best best not to mess with your uh, aunt's fried chicken recipe, right? Uh, you know, it, it, people people right. people also, like it for. Yeah, and also, uh, yeah. And, well, I'm sorry. And also, Sal Minio that played. I'm, yeah. I think I read, uh, now, John, you can tell me. He had to. Uh, Learn how to play some drums to 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 make that movie. Is that true? Is, I'm not sure, but I, I think I read that. Story I've always heard as well, you know, and I love that movie yeah. too. I mean, it's it's kind of over the top, you know, um, almost melodrama, but yeah, I mean, yeah. what's not to love? And and uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sorry it's, about that. Uh, I have, not at all. I have not seen it, but that just made my weekend to do list. I'm going to find it and watch yeah. it. My God. That's going to be uh, job one for sure. Well, uh, gentlemen, uh, so early influence, I'm getting a sense for, I mean, your your professional careers have taken you into, you know, styles of play that might not be your, your first choice, but I think there's value in all of those experiences. I'm sure you'd agree. Uh, what oh, are the, yeah. if I asked you this question, uh, you know, attributes, things in common, uh, of all the greats, are there are there certain things? Obviously, they can they can find the pocket, keep the pocket. They're great rhythm makers, but uh, what are the what are the things that you think are in common with with you know uh, all of the greats in your worlds? John, you want to take yeah, the first I'll, slide? I'll let John, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, jump, I'll, I'll jump in. I you know I was saying a lot about this because you, you know you mentioned you wanted to talk about this and. Uh, 
I struggle more to find the common thread than I do to come up with, you know, what what makes the great stand out. And for me, each one of the, you know, who you might call the greats, the, the Mount Rushmore jazz drummers, each yep. one of them put a personal stamp on the music. You know, in, in the drummer world, we, we know we can just reference people by their first name. Greg will get this. You know, if you talk about Tony or Elvin or Buddy, everyone's immediately like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Tony Williams, Elvin Jones, Buddy Rich. There's no chance of mistaking one for the other. They all have they all have this yeah. great sense of time. They're, they all have great musicality. But, you know, Tony plays with such intentionality and articulateness. Every note speaks, and it's perfect. And he knows he's got a plan for where he's going. Elvin was like rolling thunder, and it just had this whole different vibe. Uh. Buddy was the most amazing, almost, you know, uh, supernatural technique and chops and power. And, and and you just go down the list, you know, from player to player to player. And to me, the greats are all uh, people who brought a personal stamp to the music, and, and they are unmistakably yeah. themselves and unlike any other player. Yeah. You can pick yeah. them out of a lineup, John, if I'm reading you right. Greg, anything to add to that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he, he said it all. That That's true. You know, you listen to uh, – uh, piano players, you listen to saxophone players, and you're you're able to, you know that's Charlie Parker, you know that's John Coltrane, you know that's uh, uh, Stan Gitz, you know that's Sonny Rollins. Well, that's yeah. true with drummers too. Just like he said, you know uh, who that is, and you know uh, how they play and what they bring. But each each one. Uh, uh, bring something that he he's just repeating what he said, uh, something unique uh, to the music. Uh, uh, like even uh, Miles Davis, speaking of Tony Williams, when he was 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 presenting new music, uh, he would present you know a different rhythm section uh, to mm-hmm. put a stamp on what he was looking for, and. Uh, the the one thing about Tony Williams at, uh, is that uh, I just it's a it's amazing. All the drummers he named were 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 you know full fledged grown men. When Tony Williams put that stamp on Miles Davis's band and Jackie McLean, he was sixteen and seventeen years old. You're not yeah, going to be able to do that at that age. No, unbelievable. Yeah, I just. Un- <laughs> I mean, I can't get over it. I still can't get over it. And you know, I'm with you, man. I, every time I listen to Tony, I think listening to to young Tony is a great way to feel bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, it's, and it's like the young Tony was like, like even more um, not well. You expected it later, but when you hear right. somebody 16 and 17 and playing with that, if you're able yeah. to kind of tell, like, put Miles Davis in his place and say this music comes, <laughs> not, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this band is centered around Tony Williams. This whole rhythm section is Tony Williams. Tony Williams was just barely old enough to get a driver's license. It's, it's, it's the rest was just saying, do you want fries with that? You know? He's <laughs> <laughs> just he's got a history and exam on fries. Like what John yeah. is 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 so great 
with this uh, brushwork and things, you know, I, that takes time to develop. It's like he was born yeah. able yeah. to play brushes and do all that. It's just you can you hear know what it, it is, it's Greg. It's a, it's a it's a it's a case for reincarnation. You know, maybe he'd been here before. <laughs> Listen, I can't oh, make a better <laughs> setup. Uh, you you guys have set this tune up perfectly. Let's hear. Uh, one called uh, Seven Steps to Heaven, and this uh, this features uh, the aforementioned Tony Williams, so you're going to like this, folks. Take it.
Greg, you, you, you that's so good. Greg, you, you, you picked it. Uh, what, what did we just hear, man? You heard uh, uh, greatness, uh, just like just him being so young and uh, not uh, the different uh, symbol patterns that, that he's playing, not the standard ding, 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 just the different and, and, and the uh, uh, free, uh, like all of his limbs just completely separate, the independence. Uh, and swinging yes. and, and just just not to get too far into it, but just driving that band with such authority uh, 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 and, and, and his ideas, just that subtle drum solo, uh, uh, but just like with the, the space, like kind of the way Miles Davis plays uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and the space and keeping the time exact and just, just great. It's just something else. Yeah, just so much. Uh, John, what did you hear? Well, I got to agree with everything Greg just said. Uh, you know, the, the the word I always come back to with Tony is intentional. It's just like you never get the sense that uh, he played something because it was convenient or he fell into a pattern he was used to or this was just a, a, a strike on a drum along the way to something else that just sort of happened on its own. It's like every note he is fully committed to and knows where he's going at all times. And it's just got this, this like, it's like he's driving a train and that track is not veering. Uh, I'm overwhelmed by it every time I hear it. That's one of my all-time favorite cuts. I love it. Is it? Yeah, that's a that's a I had I heard it I hadn't noticed it but uh, now now it is uh, it is on every playlist I own. Uh, so <laughs> fresh. I mean his 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 ideas are so fresh and uh, tasteful and and yet there's a you know for all his talent I mean a young man might have been tempted to to show it all on every tune but there's a there's right. a certain uh, reserved uh, approach in what he plays I mean which which helps with it to come across as tasteful and not uh, brash or whatever. I mean, uh, he right. stepped onto that stage and, and added a layer without making it about himself, uh, even with all that talent to burn. So what a, what a great, what a great tune. Uh, to, to shift uh, gears, guys, I, I want to encourage people, if you have a good headset or a, <laughs> uh, a good set of earbuds, uh, you'll want to pop those in right now because uh, this is one that uh, that you picked, John Wichita Lineman, which uh, everybody yeah. knows. Uh, you know, as a uh, maybe Glenn Campbell made it uh, made right. it familiar to you. Uh, by the way, I do a an imitation of Glenn. Would you guys like to, to hear oh, it? Oh, oh. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, All right. here it goes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Glenn Campbell. <laughs> he used to have a he used to have a high voice. Uh, he had a, he had a variety show to boot, I think. But uh, yeah, one great guitarist himself. But but I digress. This is an instrumental version of <laughs> Wichita Lineman, and it's uh, and it's uh, by Peter Erskine uh, and uh, piano, I think, uh, Alan uh, Pasqua. Uh, set it up for right. us, John, if you would please. Well, when you when you asked us to recommend some cuts to play today, one of the reasons I chose this um, is because for jazz listeners, it's unexpected to pull from the pop uh, vernacular. And Wichita Lineman, of course, was a huge pop hit. 
uh, yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. But the way uh, Alan Pasquale created this arrangement, I believe it's his arrangement, and boy, it slows it way down. And it becomes yeah. this, he taps into the melancholy of the, of the lyrics, this yearning. And it is, there's so much space in the music. And as Greg, I'm sure, can relate, you know, the more, the slower the, the tempo and the more the space, the harder it is for a drummer to, exactly. to you know, not overplay but, and to serve the music. And Peter Erskine is one of my, you know, all-time contemporary favorites of somebody who has taste and sensitivity and knows what space to leave and uh, what space to fill. But what I want to suggest people listen for on this, when it, if you go back to the pop tune, if you, if you remember the original recording, you know, it's, it, <clears throat> there's this little signature um, motif above the string section in the chorus that is as if, as if you're hearing the electrical impulses through the phone lines. And it's Well, in this little combo version, Peter uses his brushes to just cop that sound and you just hear this little <laughs> It's very clever. subtle, and I just so blown away at his bringing that into the setting. But you'll hear it. So it, it's just it's just a gorgeous, uh, entirely different mood than what we just heard. <laughs> he it is, and it's an abrupt uh, about face. But I I think I think people are really going to dig it. And that line, uh, John, that you mentioned. Uh, is the hook of the song, right? It's it's like it's yeah, a love song, yeah. and it's it's about loneliness, right. and it's you know solitude, and boy, I wish I was some anywhere, but I'm, I'm, you know yeah. tending to these wires. Uh, but what a great what a great pick, and uh, uh, let me give it a spin here. Great.
So that's a Jimmy uh, Jimmy Wells song, and uh, uh, I heard it. I hadn't heard it before, John. So thank you for pointing that out. His echo yeah. of I, I hear you, I hear you singing in the wire. Uh, just gorgeous, just absolutely gorgeous. And what a what it's a, a good thing we're on the to... radio and not on. It's a good thing we're on the radio and not on TV. Otherwise, you'd see a little little uh, dampness in my <laughs> eyes too. and lump in my throat. Me too, man. It to me every that time. one. That one gets me every time, every time. I don't care yeah. if uh, Tiny Tim is singing it. I'm probably going to squirt a few, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that's a, that's by far my favorite version uh, at this point. I'll yeah. tell you, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything better. And uh, what a, what a great pick, Greg. Your your thoughts on that one? You know, uh, that's what's uh, uh, a great about listening to this music and having an open mind because, uh, well, I've heard this before, but I enjoy this just as much as I enjoyed Seven Steps to Heaven in a different way because uh, uh, there's different ways of, of, and and also to say, uh, though all these drummers or these two drummers can deal in any kind of situation. I mean, they can just to have all those chops, uh, yeah. as they say. Peter Erskine and Tony Williams, and be able to to pull them back for, and that's a different kind of chop. That that's a, like the less you play, that's it. Like John said, it, it's harder. It, and and these guys. Uh, uh, able just that that subtlety and 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 i enjoy each one of those tunes equally each one of the plant the type of plant yeah. equally and uh it's just incredible and and uh it just goes to show you know uh john you know he he picks this i picked the first one 
two completely <laughs> different things. Not the same stuff. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and 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 to be honest with you, because uh, we hadn't re- uh, talked since then, but uh, his wonderful CD, his gracious gifts, I've, I've turned some other drummers on to that stuff, and I kind of oh, knew right. deep down inside that we would pick kind of different stuff, and that's what. That's what this yeah. is all about. That's what the music is all about. But I yeah. kind of remember, you know, yeah. not kind of remember. I remember, you know, uh, what 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 his kind of stuff that he loves. Even though he, I'm not saying that he doesn't love the other stuff, he certainly does. But like we would bring two different perspectives, and they can't even do that. Yeah. Longer, so and, and agree. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's wonderful. So well, yeah. yeah. Let's oh, take Folks that didn't hear the other show, uh, John, we're going to play a couple of yours at the end of the broadcast, which is from uh, The the Drummer Loves Balance, and that's what we featured uh, on the uh, previous visit. And uh, and in it, you make a a case for for ballads and, and how they, too, can swing. And you know, you just heard an example. Uh, I, I would argue that that song swings profoundly, and, yeah. and there's a slow, yeah. wonderful slog, a chug to it that, uh, you know, a, a Japanese gardener uh, will will tell you it's it's not the the bush that he's trimming; it's the space in between uh, that's yeah, important beautiful. to him. And and, yeah. and it's it. I think you could you could say that about uh, certain uh, slow. Uh, songs, slower songs, ballads yeah. that have, you know, uh, drum accompaniment, which you prove uh, on every tune that's on your record. So, folks, uh, let oh, me just well, announce this you. now, just so it seems like a good time to uh, uh, offer uh, that. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll get to it at the end of the show, as I say, but to our uh, fifth and tenth texter, uh, we will send out a copy of uh, The Drummer Loves Ballads, which is a beautifully packaged CD set with all kinds of liner notes, and it's the, by far the most beautiful CD uh, 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 set that I've ever gotten, and uh, it will become an instant treasure to you. Uh, I, I, I will just tell you that. So, uh, well, that's, oh, uh, I, tell you, I think we're, I think we're about three for three here, uh, Greg. And, uh, so the burden is to you to, uh, uh, tell us a little bit why you picked, uh, Billy boy. All right. Uh, I, uh, uh, Philly Joe Jones is, uh, uh, another one. Uh, but the, the, the what I get out of his plan and, and I'm sure other people do, as well, uh, he uh, makes use of, of, of rudiments and, uh, you know, the, just the, the, the rudiments, six row, rows, uh, different types <laughs> of things, slam taps, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, uh, and it's one thing to play that, and it's another thing to play it, make it work, swing in, uh, and he's just a great, great uh Trio player and and Whitten Kelly and and that trio that played with uh, Miles Davis's uh, first quintet, uh, I guess. Uh, it's just swinging and not to 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 drop any names, but I had the pleasure of playing that. Jeez, uh, uh, I, I, the name escapes me. I got so tied up in this 
Wichita lineman. I don't even know what I'm saying now. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but this tune is swinging and 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 rudiment, yeah, right. and it's just you'll hear it, and just the way his his fluidity around the drums and able to pull that stuff off and 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 the ideas and incorporate like i said you know bass drum hi-hat both of his hands uh it's just incredible to me and swing yeah he's all over that kit uh you're gonna like this folks if you take heart medication uh you better better keep it nearby buckle up baby <laughs> buckle up Bye. 
real quick, before you goodness. said it, I, I, I meant to say red garlic. I, I was, I'm telling you, I was so oh. relaxed with that Wichita line. <laughs> I meant uh, red garlic. And then I was thinking yeah, of Whit and Kelly and Jimmy Cobb, but I meant right. the red yeah. garlic uh, tree with uh, Philly yeah. Joe Jones. That's what I meant. So and then the so piano yeah. that I was telling you about that I played this with, and I was hanging on for dear life was uh, Benny Green. Uh, <laughs> Benny Green. <laughs> but uh, man, his temples were oh man, I was hanging on for dear life. But uh, I was uh, I met Uh-oh. Red Garland. Sorry about that. Sorry. That's about another that. great John, name. See, see what you do. See, see what John did. <laughs> John thought he played that Wichita lineman, and I'm. Out of sorts. You did. Um, you've, been, you've been witch. You've yeah. Been, you've been Wichita. He put you under a spell, Greg. I'm um, uh, telling you. I'm telling you, man. Well, you may not take it. All I know is, is Greg knows how to pick the swingers, man. I'm a Red Garland fan. Yes. I'm a Billy Joe fan. And that tune, oh man, classic. You know, yeah, to me, in that tune with Billy Joe, you can hear like the legacy that led to him, the, the history of drumming coming up to him, but you can also hear where it's going at that point. He's that bridge to modern oh, playing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. love it. Yes, that's yeah. a great point, John. You know, and you can... I have an idea. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Scott. I, I, no, go I'm, ahead, Greg. This your, whole, your is yours, brother. This whole, show, this whole show's got me so wound up. Uh, we need <laughs> to do a part two. We need to do a I part agree. two yeah. with John. And uh, so I never, you know, you call me up and you say, How, let's do this, let's do that. And I say, man, let's do whatever you want to do. Well, I'm, mm-hmm. we need to do a part two. We need to do a part yeah. two for this. That's uh, I love it. I love it. You have an equal vote yeah. here, Greg, and as long as John's agreeable. Listen, I, I said uh, count me uh, in. easy it, Easiest show we've ever done for me. You got all I got to do is get out of the way of YouTube. Uh, you, you guys are. Uh, I sense you're. You're not that you ever fell out of love with the drums, but I, I feel like you're both falling more deeply in love with them as we as we talk. And uh, you know, oh, man, sort of you know Scott, that is such a that is such a great observation because it's easy to get jaded as a player. It's easy to fall into rut and that sort of thing. All you got to do to get refreshed is just. Put another record on the turntable. Yeah. You know, you go back and listen to the stuff. For me, it's like uh, listen to stuff that got me excited when I was a teenager. Gets me excited again today, or discovering something new. Greg yeah. turning me on to a new tune. Whether, uh, yeah, it's all fresh again. You just got to listen, this, and this, life is good. It's it's the value of of community, uh, John, and 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 like you know like mindedness, but not. Not you know uh, stuck in a corner somewhere. I mean, being open to uh, new stuff, and boy, you'll find you'll find gold in there if you if you just give it a yeah. chance. And uh, I think we can all say we've had that experience here in the last hour. Um, hey, there, one more I want you to set up for us, John. Here, uh, don't worry about me. Uh, uh, Brubeck at the helm, but Joe yeah. Joe Dodge. Uh, uh, had the task of, of handling a lot of these complicated time signatures that Brubeck was famous for. Talk a little bit about that one, if you don't mind. Well, so so actually, uh, Joe Morello was was the the second Brubeck quartet drummer, and, and that's where all the take five and all the odd time signatures came uh-huh. to play. Joe Dodds was a part of the first quartet with Brubeck, 
And the reason I chose him is it's a little counterintuitive, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay Greg back in the, the easy chair with this one again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there's some drummers. Let me say like goodbye right now. Down. Let me just say goodbye right now because I was put put on put on the light the incense, put on the face mask, you know, just chill. But um, now I've talked to some other drummers who feel like Joe Dodge was a little boring. But what what I love about Joe Dodge, he was this West Coast drummer, San Francisco based. And this recording goes back to 1959, I believe, on my all-time Desert Island Pick album, uh, Jazz Goes to College, with, with Dave Brubeck. And uh, this was, I was listening to this when I was like 13 years old. And Joe Dodge was a great brush player. And I felt like he was one of the guys who just was content to be behind the scenes. And he would just chug away. He was just making the groove as consistent as you can imagine, just water flowing, no fireworks, uh, just uh, just being just being this this mattress for the other musicians to get comfortable on. So it's it's a it's another one of these sort of chill moments. But what I like when I listen to Joe Dodge is I just hear this unswerving commitment to making the beat just do the work and without having to bring yeah. any showmanship, extra fireworks into it. Um, and uh, he, I, this tune I've been listening to, like I said, since I was about 13. It was one of the first tunes I knew I wanted to put on my album. We did a version of it as well. But, yeah, when you listen to this, just look, listen for the easygoing guy who's content to make everybody else look great. Yep, you will hear a patience in his work talking about Joe Dodge. Uh, this one is a little longer than the others, so folks will have time for a cup of coffee as they uh, cozy up with this one. Yeah, that's enjoy. true.
if that doesn't touch you, if that doesn't touch you, I'm not sure we can be friends. I mean, that is just <laughs> uh, and, and John yes. uh, finding the finding the subtle genius in uh, uh, Joe Dodge's gentle play. I mean, it's just gorgeous. Uh, like you yeah. put it, uh, a, a mattress, a sort of sleeper for the rest of his band. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that's so great. Uh, I, yeah. I can't say sir to sleeper without thinking of Joey Heather. Do you remember Joey Heather? Did she used to do oh, that? For oh sure, my but, gosh! Yeah, uh, you remember yeah. that, Greg? I can't say I do. She was, she oh, she was something else. My mom and dad got into a argument one time. She was a cutie, a dancer uh, by by trade, but uh, she did a sort of ad and. Uh, I remember a big knockdown drag out fight between them because my dad liked it a little too much, but I digress. So we oh, heard. Yeah, I we do heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Perfect sleeper, by sir. I'll, I'll send you both the clip if you like, but it's uh, the reason I was late for school some mornings, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we heard a patience, John, that you, that you referred to, a patience in his work. He didn't overshadow or attempt to. Joe Dodd. Uh, Joe Dodge did not. And uh, uh, I I tell you, I want to pour some of uh, Paul Desmond's play on my waffles. He talked about uh, Isn't that and, uh, Oh my God! You can hear the you can hear the air moving through the valves when he plays in a way yeah. that I don't notice. I don't notice in other players, and I've always loved him for that reason. But uh, what a great yeah. pick, uh, Greg, Greg! What did you hear, Greg? Uh, I heard exactly uh, what John said. Uh, first of all, uh, back to what John said or what we both said uh, in the uh-huh. beginning of the show. Uh, Paul Desmond is, is is a guy, you know, when he plays, you know it's him. And it just Absolutely. reminds yes, me yes, so much do. of my uh, yeah my childhood. Uh, uh, you remember the the uh, mid the what was it the Midnight movie or or or. One of the movies that came on late at night, they had uh, the Take Five was the theme song, but he's right yeah. about uh, Joe Dodge's playing. It's 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 supportive, and it's not uh, busy, uh, uh, complicated, uh, and even like what he's doing. I mean, to it's like like a, that time doesn't move; it stays right there. Uh, right. It's just exactly what he said. Uh, you know, sometimes you you kind of don't you kind of can't add anything else, and this is one of the times that it would be inappropriate for me to add anything else. That's exactly that's what right. I heard. And, that's right. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. don't stay in your lane and uh, <clears throat> let your part be a contributing factor, not the show. Right? I mean, it's uh, that's what good bands know how that's to right. do, and uh, you heard a great example of it there. So. Guys, four for four. I don't know how uh, how I can screw it up, but let me let me try. Um, Jeff <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, we 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 all know Jeff Hamilton's work. He's a he's a great and important drummer. I I, I told the story last time you were on, John. <clears throat> I'll tell it again real quick. But uh, he uh, at the end of his set, he put his sticks to the side and he played the kit with just his hands. And right. he was all over that. He was on that kit like a spider monkey. He went, he was up, and people didn't know how to react to it. I mean, I almost fell out of my chair. 
And he was he did a five minute solo just wailing away. I don't know if his hands were bleeding or not, but they, they should have been. Uh, but how oh, entertaining yeah. was it? And, and and what a great talent, smiling the whole time. And uh, exactly. I've not seen you play, uh, John, but I'll tell you, if you ever get to see Greg play, uh, always smiling. I mean, he he I believe him up. He seems happy happy in his work. But uh, uh, I'm gonna play one. Uh, that he did with uh, with with crawl here, and uh, you yeah. know he he's he's important in this discussion. So I just want to play a little quick one uh, of him, and then uh, we're we're, we're going to get into uh, uh, your your record, uh, John. I want you to to uh, be prepared uh, to uh, set that up for us. All right. So uh, let me give this a quick spin, and then we'll transition quickly to that. Great. What's the best thing for you? And the best thing for you would be me. I've been convinced after thinking it through that the best thing for you would be me. Every day to myself I say, point the way, what would it be? Ask myself what's the best thing for you and myself And I seem to agree that the best thing for you would be me section right uh you're talking to kind of the the, the beatles of uh, uh i guess you could call popular jazz uh tony yeah. wilson on uh guitar and crawl on, uh, on yeah. the keys uh but yeah that doesn't really exemplify his capabilities but uh he's a west coast guy i don't know if you've ever run into him john but uh, i know they do a lot of work out in your area uh, with their orchestra, and uh, I think he's uh, he's a good ambassador. What I know of him, he uh, really is 
uh, quite determined to pass the torch on to younger players. Yeah. I bet we I bet we could say about most of the guys, or maybe all of the folks we've been talking about. But uh, oh, I think that's before true. We, before we before we uh, uh, stop talking about uh, uh, drummers, um, there, there are a couple of uh, prominent uh, ladies of, of jazz and drums in, in particular that I just wanted to uh, give a quick shout out. There's uh, Terry Lynn Carrington, born into a jazz family, oh, yeah. grandfather. Yeah. Uh, Fats Waller uh, emerged as a child prodigy in the 70s and has been a fixture in the international jazz scene ever since. So uh, Terry Lynn Carrington among uh, uh, the great jazz uh, lady uh, players. And Cindy Blackman, a virtuoso jazz and rock drummer, mm-hmm. uh, with Santana, uh, who, who you, you of course, know has uh, been a stall stalwart in the music scene since the early 80s, and uh, she was pro- showcased on the popular New York station, Jazz Stars of the Future. So, uh, you know, you, 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 uh, it, it, it's one of those instruments that, uh, you know, anybody can play, and uh, there's some really wonderful uh, lady women players out there that we should, uh, we should uh, be looking for and supporting in their good work. Uh, Fellas, before we uh, before we uh, cover John's uh, uh, record, I, I want to make sure we have time for uh, promotions and plugs and all that stuff. Uh, Greg, now you you have some news. I know you had quite an interesting week. Uh, t- tell us about Monday and Tuesday, if you would. Oh, uh, sure. Well, um, first of all, I wanted to say uh, thank you for bringing uh, Terry Lynn Carrington and Cindy uh, Blackman name up because uh that's true and also we just touched on a couple of drummers there's so many i'm so many that's why we have to do another show or two but uh, anyway yeah right uh but uh we were uh fortunately all these things are happening i i can't believe it i don't know why but they're happening and we were selected to be in an imac movie uh, so mm. the crew came to the Green Mill on Sunday night and uh, they recorded uh, the crowd and uh, took some shots of us and then we had to go back on Monday uh, afternoon and we had to play and they recorded like well the stages that we play on is behind the bar and with the B3 up there it's really small area. So uh, they came from behind the uh, came behind the bar and got real close shots of us. And we did that Monday afternoon. And uh, at that time, I was so excited that they chose us and they filmed a lot of movies in the Green Mill. And I didn't even know what the movie was about. It. For all I know, it could have been one of those adult films, and I don't know what it was. But 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 but, I, but then I realized the organ of another type. I yeah, was in, right, I right, I was in the movie, so it couldn't have been that. That definitely couldn't have been that. So, so uh, uh, anyway, it's uh, I think it's called Fly Over Chicago, and it's going to be in IMAX theaters. Uh, right before the, it's like a little short movie before the main movie, but you're in the seats, and they said that you'll be like feeling like you're flying in the seats, and 
I don't know what that has to do with oh, them either, God. but uh, <laughs> uh, they seem to know that what they were doing, so and I was cool. certainly excited yeah. to do it. So now, uh, these you, things are you, happening, you, and I don't so know why. Cool, but what an experience. I'll tell you yeah. why, because uh, you deserve it, Greg. You deserved it 20 years ago, you know, and, and that it's happening. No, I don't know about that. Late, yeah. Thank you. Well, I, 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 I think I do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm your number one booster rooster. Uh, so you keep doing what you're doing, man. I think, I think the gel is starting to set and you guys can, you know, whatever you want your radius to be, I sense it can be that for you. And John, I hope the same, I hope the same for you as, 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 as you prepare for maybe a busy, a busy, uh, a busy summer. Uh, Greg, who was your, who was your understudy? Who was your backup in case your throat got a tickle? <laughs> Who was you, my backup? I don't know. Tell me. Yeah. It, it, well, I, I, th- I thought you mentioned Denzel was on standby in case you couldn't play. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. There, you know, the, uh, right, right. No, actually, they wanted. Uh, yeah, right. They wanted. They wanted to do. Uh, they thought about him first, and then they realized, but there's this other guy named <laughs> Greg. Uh, so I, I think he would be Greg, better. Who can actually play? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, uh, right, right. Well, John, now, it, it, so Greg, you're playing at the Green Mill on Sundays. Where, where else are you performing these days? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, kind of real busy coming up, which I'm. I don't know why that's happening either, but I'm thinking, uh, thinking the man upstairs. But the, we'll uh, play at Fitzgerald's again in June, and yep. then we go uh, on the road uh, a couple different times. Uh, we play in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and I, I haven't been back to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, since my parents, when I was a, a 17, my parents dropped me off on the highway, and I got mm-hmm. up on the Glen Miller Orchestra bus. So that, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward yes. to going, uh, uh, going there. And then we're going to uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, to play at the Blue Llama. Uh, and yep. so we're like I said, Fitzgerald's, uh, we're going to CYOC again for a night in Waukegan. So we're uh, we're staying busy, busy enough to, for me to stay out of trouble. And my wife is uh, good, shaking her head. Yeah, she's over here <laughs> shaking her head. So, uh, well, that's great, but we man. Really, I, 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 I have to tell you, I'm talking so much. I really enjoyed this with John. Uh, it's like I don't get a chance to talk to too many people. Uh, when you get through playing, you're, you're trying to rush home, but just sitting yeah. here with John and talking and talking about and listen to his uh, opinions and his uh, take on different stuff. Uh, I learned some well, stuff. Feeling, yeah, feeling feeling like yeah, you got yeah. you got three people agreeing with that. I'll tell you. Um, yeah, John, you ever get out this way? Your money's no good in Illinois. Uh, we'll take good care of you. I <laughs> well, promise you that. <laughs> It's been way too long since I've been to the Green Mill, and, and I've got to make a point of getting out there. Yeah. And, Greg, you probably uh, – you may have been one of the people who were at the Chicago Drum Show a week or so ago, and I've been dreaming of coming out for that show. I still haven't made it, but if I do, I'll, oh, I'll have yeah. to let you know. We'll have to go, we'll have to go shopping. For yeah, you got to let – yeah. Uh, we got to cross paths somehow. we got to cross paths. Yeah. 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 Life's, yeah, too, life's, too, life's too short, uh, which, which is a, a – a, 
kind of a clumsy segue, uh, John. But uh, talk, talk, talk about, talk about. Before we do that, talk about. It was just laying there. I had to take it. Uh, plugs and performances, and what, what, what's on the docket for you, uh, John? Well, the first thing I want to plug is Greg because I've been listening to the Soul Message Band. Um, Soulful Days recording, Greg, and yep, it's just yep. terrific. And oh, uh, people haven't checked oh, it out. Every tune. I'm here to tell them they should. And um, oh, you know, I was, I was listening this Thank morning to, to Sir Charles, the first track on that on that album. And uh, <laughs> I love the way you just lay that quarter note down, man, on your ride, you know. And, and a lot of guys, oh. it's always ding, ding, and ding. And you know, and you know, it's all about the quarter note. And I love the way you play that. And um, uh, for, uh, another little drum nerd thing uh, that we can share is um, your your rack tom is tuned just the way I love on my little Yamaha kit. I got a ten inch rack tom, and I hear yours, and I hear mine. So I just I love that pitch. Oh that you got man, going thank you. So. Uh, it's too kind. Thank you, thank you. So oh, yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, people need to check him out. As for what's going on with me, I'd love it if people would visit um, the drummerlovesballads.com and uh, learn more about the, the album. There's a bunch of video liner notes, uh, behind-the-scenes thoughts on the tunes. There's bios on all the players. There's a little animated video that gives you the background story on the album. And so, uh, and there's a, there's a shop where you can buy some things, but I've got a freebie on there that I always want to tell people about, which is a, a PDF uh, you can download of 49 Truly Fine Ballads. And it's just a collection of my commentary with links to some of my favorite ballads ever, and uh, I'd love for people to check that out. As far as performances, uh, you know, I'm mostly a sideman. The album was my my one uh, attempt to step out as a leader. I don't lead a steady group um, on a regular basis, but I'm mostly playing with other people, and and, uh, uh, most of those are are private performances, but I do have a, a public gig that I'm excited about in December, if anybody's in the Northern mm-hmm. California area and wants to come out to Sacramento, I'll be playing with uh, a wonderful band leader named Peter Petty at the Crest Theater, mm-hmm. which is a historic theater in downtown Sacramento. It's a great listening venue, and it's just a—it's yeah. going to be a terrific Christmas show. And Peter is sort of part Cab Calloway, part Louis Prima, part um, Frank Sinatra, and uh, partly oh, insane. That's uh, it, it, yeah. Six <laughs> horns, full rhythm section. It's a fun show. So. Got that coming wow. up in December, yeah. and um, I, with you know, fingers crossed, hoping to get a single out, uh, a Christmas recording, uh, an original uh, for this December. Oh. But we'll see what the what the gods say about that. There's always a complication, yeah. but that's kind of what's going on with me these days. Well, John's a composer. Well, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a player. He's he's a he's a designer, and I'll tell you, you will never have a nicer CB, CD bundle than than what you get. Uh, if if you will pick up the drummer loves ballads, not, a, not the music aside, that that too is wonderful. But in its packaging, I've never seen anything like it. And, no, uh, thank you, man. Uh, people you so people much. will yeah. really will really be impressed uh, from tip to toe. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to start. We we I made a mess of it last time. We were supposed to play the the last tune on the record, which. Uh, you know, sort of ties up the, the theme uh, uh, of the record. And uh, I wonder if you can uh, take us back and, and, and take us right up to the point where we uh, hear your spoken word and then uh, the tune for all sure. we know. John. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, for all we know, it's just a beautiful tune. It's one I've loved for years, but I hadn't thought of putting it. was the last edition of the album, the last tune I thought of to put on the album. 
And, uh, Greg, I don't know if you know uh, or if either one of you know a Chicago-based uh, singer named Libby York, um, and she's just a yeah. wonderful, yeah. wonderful vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I sure I, do, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Well, and she's got a new album out, by the way, which which you guys should should check out, called Dreamland. And uh, I, I just uh, Libby's a, a good friend, and, and I've, I've been fortunate to share the stage with her a couple of times. And we were on a gig, and um, she called for all we know. And it just reminded me how much I love that tune. And it was just um, literally a couple weeks before we started the sessions for the album. I'm like, I got to add this to the album. Uh, so uh, we, we added it to the tune list. And I came up with the idea. I wanted to do it a little bit differently. It's usually just done as a, a, a straight sort of swing ballad. But I decided to approach it as a bolero, a little Latin feel, and to move the bolero mm-hmm. off the toms and up onto the cymbals for a real light kind of feel. But from a message standpoint, it really fits the theme of reflection and relationships that kind of goes on um, throughout the album. And I had just such a a tremendous wave of gratitude for everybody who was a part of this and who was a part of helping to make me a musician that I wrote a spoken word piece. It's one of three spoken word interludes on the album uh, that's called uh, No More New Old Friends. And if you want to play that as a lead into the tune, it'll it'll tell people all you need to know about how I was feeling about it. Real good. I'm going to do that. I'm going to play them uh, back to back unless you differ, uh, John. Perfect. And, no, uh, that's the way to do it. Uh, I just, love it. Just, just want to just want to say before we get into that how much how much fun I have had. This is just terrific hoot for me. Uh, I know our listeners will love it, and I hope uh, you guys have have uh, found some value in it. It's been a delight just hearing uh, two talents uh, like you guys talk. Uh, talk shop, so to speak. Uh, you clearly <laughs> love your trade. You cl- you love your trade, and boy, does it show. It, it couldn't be more obvious. So, uh, well, thank, I appreciate thank you for, for including me. Yeah, Scott, yeah, uh, yes, it's yes. really yes. cold. It, it, Scott, it's really cold here in in December. I think uh, yes. Sacramento yes. would be a lot warmer. Yeah, I, I think it's a great. I think it's a great. Your money, yeah. your money's uh, so good yeah, here, gotta, either, guys. So. Yeah, we got to talk about well, that. Uh, we got to talk about uh, that. I'm, I'm already half packed. You don't have to say it twice <laughs> to me, Greg. Road trip, road trip. Wouldn't that be fun? I love it. Oh my God, we'd, we'd, oh, we'd, that'd we'd be great. make a, we'd, we'd make some noise. We'd make some noise for I you, John. It. I guarantee it. But uh, well, you, you are uh, welcome. Uh, can I bring my uke? Would it be okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I do a version. I'm with I do. A, I, I have you really. I I, I do yeah. a version of uh, the the Christmas song that some have called scintillating. Believe it or not, but uh, <laughs> hey, I'm screwing. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I'm screwing up the mood of this because this this is uh, these remarks that John makes. I, I think people should really uh, contemplate. I, I have your the card that came with your uh, CD, John. It, Literally, yeah. I'm looking right. I'm looking right at it. And if I were smarter, yeah. I would commit it to memory. But uh, uh, these are words to live by, and uh, the 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 record is one to have in your collection. So I want to encourage people to get out and buy uh, the Drummer Loves Ballads by John Armato and and friends. It is uh, loaded with uh, 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 top flight top flight jazz. 
and uh, Ballard's at that. And uh, boy, can he find a way to make them all swing? Uh, there, there's some real uh, fun and uh, innovative stuff going on in this record, and I know you'll see value in it. So uh, I'm going to give it a spin. I'm going to say so long uh, to John and Greg. Uh, I'm uh, Scott Henderson, and uh, folks, thanks so very much for tuning in and listening. You're helping us become one of Blog Talk's fastest growing shows. You know, we're heard in uh, 40-something uh, nations everywhere, but uh, specifically 40-something nations that we know of, and uh, that's thanks to you. So if you dig what you're hearing, uh, tell your friends about us, won't you please? Uh, so here we go. Uh, we're going to hear the spoken word piece first, and then we'll hear uh, the song for, for All We Know by uh, John Armato. One of the greatest joys of recording this album has been reuniting with so many old friends. Musicians I've known for 25 or even 35 years. It's been a vivid reminder that eventually you reach an age where you realize it's simply no longer possible to make new old friends. That's when the hugs get tighter and the laughs get sweeter. And that golden thread that tethers you to a shared past it's even stronger, even though it's gotten longer. Old friends make us slow down. They take us back and help us touch again a time we thought would never end. 